Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned and unmerited favour, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. Voice of guidance. So we are learning how to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit, especially in the times that we are in so please do me a favor as we get into the ministration of the word get your notebook with you get your notebook with you and also get your bible get your notebook get your bible with you this morning in jesus precious name we want to learn together this morning i'm super excited concerning what we are going to be sharing this morning but before i do that allow me just to commit this time uh through a word of prayer so let's join in as we pray for the spirit of understanding this morning morning father we thank you this morning in jesus precious name we thank you holy spirit for this time that you have given us thank you lord for the privilege oh god of us to be called the children of god we're grateful we're thankful oh god for this favor we're grateful we're thankful this morning oh god for this special grace that you have put upon our lives that we may be called the children of god not only just to be called but to experience the goodness of this relationship, but to experience this glorious, this heavenly relationship where you have given us eternal life, the Zoe kind of life, the God kind of life. And Father, I want to thank you this morning that as we open the scriptures, open, oh God, our minds that we may understand your word, that we may understand your word. Father, we thank you today, oh God, as the words of wisdom says in the book of Proverbs, that in all you're getting, get wisdom, get understanding. Today, oh God, we choose to come to your, to your word, we choose, oh God, to come to your table as we're going to break the word. Grant us the spirit of understanding this morning. We pray for the spirit of understanding this morning in that glorious and wonderful name of Jesus the Christ. To God be all the glory, to God be all the praise. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And somebody go ahead and say, Amen and amen amen and amen glory be to god glory be to god allow me to begin by saying we we are continuing with the series on the voice of guidance like i said earlier on that the objective of this series it is to equip you so that you can know how to discern the voice of guidance i think last sunday i mentioned that in this life we follow voices in this life, we follow voices. But what becomes of great importance, what becomes of, uh, of great, great importance in your life is to make sure that you are not following the wrong voice. You need to ensure that you are not following the wrong voice in everything that you do in life. Very, very, very important. So we have been uh, looking at how the Holy Spirit through His voice provides that voice of guidance we've been exploring a number of ways that the holy spirit provides the voice of guidance and uh i want you to go ahead as a way of recapping i want you to go ahead in the comment section and i want you to go ahead and type one of the ways that you remember that the voice of that the holy spirit provides the voice of guidance go ahead and type in the comment section one way that you can recall uh, in which the holy spirit 
provides the voice of guidance go ahead and type in the comment section let's share what you're learning how how does the how does the holy spirit provides the voice of guidance to you so go ahead and type in the comment section just one way that the holy spirit provides the voice of guidance go ahead and type in the comment section I can remember the first one, just to give you a hint, the first one that we explored. Yes, we spoke about the inward witness, the inward witness. I can see someone has typed in there, the inward witness. Yes, Mrs. Mbeze, until Simanga, she's typed dreams and visions. Yes, uh, dreams and visions. I can see prophecy. Yes, uh, he provides the voice of guidance to us through prophecy all these are different ways the small the small still voice yes that is the inward voice that is the inward voice thank you so much you vimira the inward voice all these are different ways yes mrs mwendira she's saying through visions that's correct through visions through the inner voice thank you so much uh uh chipo may god bless you uh, my, ter my terry she's saying dreams visions uh and dreams as well i can see Haley yes from our children's ministry she's saying through dreams through dreams i think most of us were commenting from last sunday this is so encouraging this is encouraging so all these are different ways that the holy spirit provides what we are calling the voice of guidance you know uh, there are so many ways that the holy spirit provides the voice of guidance but listen to me honestly speaking you cannot afford to miss the voice of guidance since the holy spirit is coming to us like he's coming from different angles making sure that if you miss dreams you can't miss prophecy if you miss prophecy, then surely you cannot miss uh, the inward voice. If you miss the inward voice, then surely you cannot miss the, 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 the inward witness. And if you miss the inward witness, uh, you, you, you cannot afford uh, to miss the voice of the Holy Spirit. You cannot afford to miss prophecy. So the Holy Spirit does not just speak in one way. The Holy Spirit speaks to us in so many different ways so that you don't miss the voice of guidance. So that you don't miss the voice of guidance. Allow me also to reconnect that when we started the, this series on the voice of guidance, we realized that we have never been this way before. We have never been in this situation before. Yes, we have heard about uh, about uh, global pandemics. Yes, we have heard about uh, about difficult moments and difficult situations in life. But the truth of the matter is, we have never experienced a global pandemic. We have never experienced a crisis of this magnitude. A crisis that is that has caused governments to close uh, immigration borders. A, a crisis that has caused companies to shut down. A crisis that has caused uh, schools to shut down. A, a, a crisis that has even forced uh, the church to shut down public gatherings, physical gatherings. We have never experienced uh, a crisis of this magnitude. So therefore, it is important that uh, as we navigate these uncertain times, you need to make sure that you are following a trusted uh, voice. You are following a tried and tested voice. And there is no other voice that we can follow other than the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit uh, is all-knowing. 
One of the characteristics of the Holy Spirit is that he is all-knowing. So you might as well follow the one whose knowledge is unlimited. You might as well follow the one whose knowledge, the one with, with the knowledge that is limitless, that is limitless, that is not affected by what affects us as human beings. It is very important. The Holy Spirit is all-powerful. You might as well follow the one who is all-powerful. You know what? I used there's certain people and certain institutions that I used to think that they are so powerful, but these crises are humbled. This crisis has humbled the people that we considered powerful because with all their power, we have come to know and to realize that there are certain things that they cannot do. But only the Holy Spirit is all powerful and the Holy Spirit is ever present. The Holy Spirit is ever present to help us. So it is important for you and I to make sure that as we navigate uncertain times, we are following a trusted voice. Because in this life, we follow voices. Because in this life, we follow voices. So last week, we explored discerning the voice of guidance through the outpouring of the Spirit. We explored following the voice of guidance that is contained in the outpouring of the Spirit. That is through dreams, through visions, and through prophecy. Or let me put them in the proper order. Through prophecy, through visions, and dreams. Through prophecy, visions, and dreams. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men, they shall dream dreams. So last week, that's what we're doing. But today, we want to go to the other side where we want to explore the voice of guidance through spiritual gifts. Voice, the voice of guidance through spiritual gifts. So go ahead and, uh, and type in the comment section that identifying the voice of guidance in spiritual gifts so we've got these spiritual gifts but inside the spiritual gifts we must be able to decode we must be able to discern the voice of guidance so go ahead and type in the comment section that identifying or discerning the voice of guidance that is going to come through spiritual gifts through spiritual gifts now to those who study the word of god you can agree with me that in the Bible, there are nine spiritual gifts. That there are nine spiritual gifts. There are nine spiritual gifts. Now, it becomes of great importance for you to be able to identify the spiritual gifts that God uses, that the Holy Spirit uses also to provide what we are calling the voice of guidance. The voice of guidance. Now, listen to me. Have you ever come across in life someone who is searching or they're looking for something? It could be in the house. It could be generating life. They are looking for something. You know, they are turning things around because they are looking for something. And then, uh, you know, out of your goodwill, you go ahead and you offer a hand of help to help them look for whatever that they are looking for. And uh, the first thing that we normally do is that we tend to ask them, what is it that you are looking for? What is it that you are looking for? What is it that you're looking for? Because you cannot join in 
to help to look for something that you don't know. The simple challenge with that is you can you will not be able to recognize it when it is right before you if you don't know what you are looking for. If you don't know what you're looking for, the danger is that you are going to fail to recognize it when it is right before you. So knowing what you're looking for will help you to recognize what you're looking for when it is right before you. It is simple as it sounds, but I think it is very, very important. It is very, very important. It is important for you to be able to know what you are looking for so that when that thing presents itself before you, you are able to recognize it. Now, within the same frame of thinking, I'm saying to you, in order for you to be able to recognize, to discern the voice of guidance, you must be able to know. You need to know that voice. You need to know how that voice sounds. You need to know the characteristics of that voice so that when that voice presents itself before you, you are able to identify, you are able to recognize the voice. So in simple words, I'm saying to you, unless you know what you are looking for, you will not be able to recognize it when it is right before you. Unless you know what you're looking for, you are not going to be able to recognize it when it is right before you. So this morning we are talking about recognizing the voice of guidance through spiritual gifts. So you need to know those spiritual gifts, how they operate, so that when the voice of the Holy Spirit comes through spiritual gifts, you are able to recognize it. The worst thing that can happen in your life, it is to miss the voice of guidance. The worst thing that can happen in your life, especially during uncertain times, it is to miss the voice of guidance. It's not missing the voice of guidance because the Holy Spirit is not speaking. It is missing the voice of guidance because we are failing to recognize the voice of guidance. Failure to recognize the voice of guidance can be very costly in our life. So we want to explore the spiritual gifts that are in relation or that are related to the voice of guidance this morning. But allow me also to say before I go any further that there is a relationship between spiritual gifts and the fruit of the spirit. There is a relationship that must never be broken. A relationship that exists between spiritual gifts and spiritual and the fruit of the spirit. Spiritual gifts and the fruit of the spirit. Now, there are nine spiritual gifts in the Bible. And when the Bible speaks about the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, singular, the fruit of the spirit, it identifies nine, nine different uh, aspects to the fruit of the spirit i want to be very careful because they 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 are no we don't have nine fruits of the spirit but there's only one fruit of the spirit which manifests in nine different ways but what is important for you to grasp is that there is a relationship that exists between spiritual gifts which are nine of them plural spiritual gifts and the fruit of the spirit very very important very very important now so in other words 
you cannot afford to have spiritual gifts in the absence of the fruit of the spirit. We cannot afford to have spiritual gifts in the absence of the fruit of the spirit. What gives dignity, what gives weight, I think that's the correct word, what gives weight to the spiritual gifts, it is the fruit of the spirit. Now, when we talk of the fruit of the spirit, we are talking of the character. We are talking of the character that is a byproduct of the Holy Spirit. That is a byproduct of the, of the communion, the commune, the fellowship, the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. When we talk of the fruit of the Spirit, we are talking of the character. We are talking of character. So it is dangerous to have gift without character. Go ahead and type that in the comment section. It is dangerous to have gift or to be gifted and yet not have good character or a, an, a character that accompanies that gift. Oh, glory be to God. This is how I put it in my own words. Giftedness without character produces a dysfunctional church. Giftedness without character it produces what we call a dysfunctional church. By that we mean a sickly church. By that we mean an unwell church. We, we are talking about an unfit church. A weak church. A poorly church. This will only happen when we have gift without character. When we have gift without character, we produce a sick church. When there is gift without character, we produce an unsound church. When there is gift without character, we produce an unfit church. We produce a weak church, a poor church. I want you to go ahead and type that in the comment section. That giftedness without character corrupts the gift. Giftedness without character it corrupts the gifts on the long run. Very, very important for us to understand. I'm just exploring the relationship that exists between the gift and the fruit. The gift and the fruit. It is very important. It is very important for you to make sure that that relationship remains. That that relationship remains at all costs. Giftedness without character will ultimately corrupt the gift. And we are seeing this, especially in the body of Christ today. When we major on the, on the gift and not have character, the church becomes unfit. The person who is gifted becomes weak. You become poorly. But in the eyes or in the minds of the people who do not know, they will think they will only concentrate on the gift. But listen to me. There is a relationship that exists between the gift and the fruit that should never, ever be broken. That should never, ever be broken. Why am I saying this? In relation to the voice of guidance, there are some things or there are some challenges in our Christendom that will never be solved by committees. There are some challenges in our Christendom that will never be solved by church boards. Instead, they can only be solved by gifted people of character. 
Ah, let me slow down and explain that a little bit more. There are some challenges in our Christian journey, especially in our corporate gatherings. There are some challenges that will never be solved by committees, by groups, by boards. Rather, they can only be solved by gifted people. In other words, by spiritual gifts. But the people that carry gifts, they must be men and women of character. Glory be to God. I want you to go ahead and say amen and say amen in, in the comment section. So when we are talking of gifts, I, I, want to, I want to explain this so that when we begin to talk about the actual gifts, you will understand. When, when God has gifted you, when God has gifted you, you've got to understand that he gives you the gift for the purpose of edifying the church. The Holy Spirit gives you the gift so that you can be of service to the church. Very, very important. So in other words, the Holy Spirit did not give you gifts in order to enhance your status. <laughs> the Holy Spirit did not give gifts in order to enhance the status of those gifted. Rather, he gifted you according to the need of the church. The Holy Spirit did not give gifts in order to enhance the status of the gifted. Rather, he gifted you, he gifted these individuals according to the need of the church. It's not about you. It's about the need of the church. That is why it is very important that when you are gifted, when you are operating in any one of the spiritual gifts, you've got to understand that your gift is not for gaining a position in the church. Ooh. Your gift is not for you to gain a position in the church. Your gift is there according to the need of the church. You're, you are not gifted for you to create a personal following in the church. No. You are not gifted so that you can create your own following. No. You are created so that you can, you can meet a need in the church. Glory be to God. Your gift is not for you to build a name for yourself. You are not gifted so that you can build a name for yourself. Holy Spirit gives gifts according to the need of the church. Very, very important. You are not gifted so that you can become a controlling freak in the church. No, no. That is not the purpose of the gift. Why am I saying this? Because we see a number of people that are gifted, but they become so controlling, so manipulative in the board of Christ. But listen to me. The Holy Spirit did not give you the gift in order to enhance your own personal status. He has gifted you according to the need of the church. Go ahead and type that in the comment section. That the Holy Spirit gives gifts according to the need or according to the needs of the church. Go ahead and type that in the comment section. That the Holy Spirit gives gifts according to the needs of the church. It is very important. It is very important. It's according to the needs of 
the church. You are not gifted for you to establish your own private kingdom within the kingdom of God. You are not gifted for you to create or to establish your own small kingdom inside the kingdom of God. Or let me prove it in a language that you may understand. You are not gifted for you to establish your own corner shop inside the supermarket. I'm sure you can relate with that. You are not called to establish your own corner shop inside the supermarket. You are not gifted for you to establish your own little kingdom inside the kingdom of God. You are gifted according to the need of the church. It's according to the need of the church. Now let's get to the word of God. Let's go, let's get to the scriptures this morning. And I want to begin by going to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And we're going to read that together. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And I'll read from verse number 7 to verse number 11. Get your Bible. If you don't have it handy, then please uh, go ahead and, uh, and use the screen. 1 Corinthians 12 verse number 7 to 11. The scripture says, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. That is the spiritual illumination and the enabling of the Holy Spirit for the common good. For the common good. For the common good. And I'm going to continue to highlight that. For the common good. Now other translations, they say to profit all. That, that phrase for the common good. It means to profit all. It means to help each other. But each one, but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit to profit all, to help each other, to produce what is beneficial to all. Very, very important. And the next verse says, To one is given through the Holy Spirit the power to speak the message of wisdom. So number one, the first spiritual gift that we see there, it is the message or the word of wisdom. And to another, the power to express the word of knowledge. Number two, and understanding according to the same spirit. So according to verse number eight, we are noticing the first two spiritual gifts. Number one, the gift or the word of wisdom. Number two, the word of knowledge. Let's go to the next verse. Verse number nine, to another, wonder waking faith. So gift number three is the gift of faith. To another, wonder waking faith is given by the same Holy Spirit and to another extraordinary gifts of healing. So that's, that's the next one. From faith, we have the gift of healings given by the same Spirit. Verse number 10. And to another, the waking of miracles. So that's another gift there. <coughs> the waking of miracles. And to another, prophecy. So miracles is also a gift of the Spirit. Prophecy is the gift of the Spirit that is foretelling the future. Remember, we spoke about the two forms of prophecy. Foretelling, that is predictive. 
and then speaking a new message from God to the people that is foretelling in the realm of declaration or a proclamation. And to another, discernment of spirits. There is a gift of discernment. There is a gift of discernment. That is the ability to distinguish sound, godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religions and cults. To another, various kinds of unknown tongues. They are people who operate in the gift of tongues. That is gift number eight. And number nine, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of what? It is the interpretation of tongues. Very, very, very important. Verse number 11, in conclusion, it says, All these things, or all these gifts, the gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering, are brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to each one individually, just as he chooses. So he gives according to how he chooses. Who does the choosing? It is the Holy Spirit. So, from this portion of the scripture, what we are noticing, we are seeing what we call the nine spiritual gifts. There are nine spiritual gifts. Now, I'm going to show you how you can easily understand them. Now, in theology, uh, theologians, pastors, students of the world, they divide these nine spiritual gifts into three categories. They put them into three categories, and I'm going to show you for easy understanding. There are nine spiritual gifts that are put into three uh, categories. So the first category uh, speaks of what we call revelatory gifts. Revelatory gifts. Revelatory speaking about revelation. Gifts to do with revelation. Unveiling something or making something known. So under the revelatory gifts, we have the word of wisdom, number one. Under the revelatory gifts, we have the word of wisdom, number one. And number two, we have the word of knowledge. All these are different gifts. And number three, we have descending of spirits. Now, these three are known as revelatory gifts or the gifts of revelation. They come to reveal so what I'm saying to you, number one, is that the voice of guidance can be identified, can be recognized through revelatory gifts. Go ahead and type in the comment section and say revelatory gifts. Go ahead and type in the comment section and say revelatory gifts. So that's number one category. The second category, which is in the middle, are what are called utterance gifts. Utterance gifts or or, or, or vocal gifts and under utterance gifts we have tongues the gift of speaking in tongues it's a gift and then number two we have the interpretation of tongues some people operate in that gift of interpreting tongues and then number three we have got the gift of prophecy and you can agree with me that we spoke about this uh this 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 type or this way of uh, discerning the voice of guidance and then number number three or the third category we have what are called the power gifts power gifts uh, and under power gifts we have the gift of healing 
There are some people who operate in the gift of healing. You know what? You don't need to have a church position. You don't need to be having or occupying a position in the church. There are some people, they don't occupy any position, but they operate in the gift of healing. When someone is unwell, if they go ahead and pray, the sick recover because they operate in the gift of healing. Others, they operate in the gift of miracles. Gift of miracles. And others, they also operate in the gift of faith. Now, when you add them all together, we have the nine spiritual gifts. What we have are the nine spiritual gifts. Now, out of these nine spiritual gifts, I want us to concentrate on just two categories in order for us to descend the voice of guidance. So number one, we want to talk uh, on the revelatory gifts. And then number two, the utterance gifts. Go ahead and type in the comment section that discerning the voice of guidance through revelatory gifts and utterance gifts. Very, very important. So remember we said under the revelatory gifts, we have number one, the word of wisdom. We have the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits. These are under the revelatory gifts. So I'm saying to you as a child of God, there are times in your life where the Holy Spirit is going to provide the voice of guidance. How is, how is he going to do that? He's going to do that using revelatory gifts. He's going to bring in people who operate in what we are calling revelatory gifts. Number one, through the word of wisdom. And number two, through the word of knowledge. And number three, through discerning of spirits. Very, very important. So let's start number one with the word of knowledge. Let's start number one with the word of knowledge. Discerning the voice of guidance through the word of knowledge. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter number 5. Acts chapter number 5 and we'll read verse number 1 to verse number 3. Acts chapter number 5 from verse number 1 to verse number 4. We'll go to verse number 4. So here's what the scripture says. So remember, we're exploring the, the word of knowledge under the revelatory gifts. But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, that's his wife, sold a possession and he kept back, that's Ananias, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. That's verse number one and verse number two. Verse number three says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And keep back part of the prize of the land for yourself, but to God. Why have you done that? I'm sure this is a, most of us, we know the story of Ananias and Sapphira in the book of uh, Acts. The disciples were selling their proceeds. They were selling their possessions. And they were bringing the money right at the feet of the apostles so that everyone can, can, can be helped. So that there was no difference between the poor and the rich. 
but they were doing it not out of compulsion. They were not being forced. They were doing it out of their own will. But listen to Ananias and Sapphira. What did they do? They went on to do the very same thing. But instead of being honest to themselves and to the Holy Spirit, they took part of their possessions. And, uh, and, and what they brought before the apostles' feet, they said, this is everything. from This is the proceed from our sellings. Yet they were lying. But Peter said, Ananias, why is Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And verse number four. Let's go to verse number four. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but you have lied to God. So when we are talking about operating in the gift of, the, in, in, through the word of knowledge, what we are meaning by that is that one has got an immediate awareness of facts. When one is operating in the gift of uh, the word of knowledge, it simply means that they, they have this immediate awareness of facts, but this immediate awareness it is coming without the help of the five normal senses. So in other words, one is not relying on the five senses for them to know. There is an immediate awareness that they have to those people that operate through the word of knowledge. You just have this knowing. It's an immediate knowing. You are not waiting for fix to come. You are not waiting to do an investigation, but immediately, suddenly, there is an immediate awareness of facts without the help of the five senses. It's a gift that is coming from the Holy Spirit. It's a gift that is coming from the Holy Spirit. So, from the book of Acts chapter number 5 where we read, Ananias and his wife, they did whatever they did and they lied. And without Peter having other people to come and tell them the facts without anyone knowing what happened behind the scenes. Peter had an immediate awareness of facts without the help of the five senses, without the help of the sense of sight, without the help of the sense of hearing, without the help of the sense of smell, you know, all the natural five senses. But Peter had an immediate awareness. So there are people that God has gifted to operate in this gift. So there are times in your life where you're going through a situation and you don't know what to do. You don't know which way to go. But you're going to have other people whom God is going to send who operate in the gift of the word of knowledge. They just have this immediate awareness of facts without the help of the five senses. And I can guarantee you that a lot of teachers of the word of God, they operate in the gift of the word of knowledge. A lot of teachers, they operate through this gift of the word of knowledge. They have this immediate awareness, not all of them, but most of them, they operate through this gift. And uh, I'm not saying this out of pride. And I'm not trying to be pompous. I'm not trying to lift myself and exert myself. But it's just a recognition that God has granted me the gift of the word of knowledge. I'm conscious. I'm aware of it. And I use it for the edification of the church of God. There are moments where you just have this knowing. 
without facts. You, you just have this immediate awareness. And I, I normally say this in our church that I, I'm one person. If I, if I go somewhere and things are not well, things are not okay, it could be in a marriage. You know, there is this awareness that just comes without any facts. And most of the times I say to my wife, things are not all right in this house. But you know what? On the surface, it looks like everything's okay. But because when one is operating under the gift of the word of knowledge, you have this immediate awareness of facts. So I want you to know as a child of God, don't resist it when it comes. There are some people, you know, you're just talking. They don't know anything about you. But as you are just making conversation, they begin to talk to you as if someone told them about what is going on behind the scenes. There are people that operate through the gift of the word of knowledge. It is very important. When that happens, pay attention. When such incidents happen in your life, it is very important for you as a child of God to what? To pay attention. Go ahead and pay attention. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is coming in to provide the voice of guidance to you. Very, very important. So that's number one, the word of knowledge. Number two, the word of wisdom. Number two, the word of wisdom. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter number 27, verse number 10. Acts chapter number 27, verse number 10. This is the account of Paul when he was heading towards Rome. And they are on the sea and they had a shipwreck. But before anything happened, the Holy Spirit began to reveal things to Paul. He began to reveal things to Paul. And let me highlight that most of the times those who operate with the word of knowledge, they also operate with the word of wisdom. These two, they tend to work hand in hand, but there are moments where you can separate them. But most of the times, those who operate in the word of knowledge, they also operate in the word of wisdom. So let's look in the scripture, Acts 27 verse number 10. Now, Paul advised them. Now, Paul was seeing the situation where it was heading. And then inside the ship, the Bible says there were different people who were in there. The centurion was on the ship, on board. The, the owner of the ship was there. The pilot was there. So we've got these three different classes that are in there. And as they were talking about which way to go, the decisions to make, all these voices were speaking. We had the voice of the centurion. We had the voice of the businessman, the owner of the ship. We had the voice of the pilot. Right. But as they were making decisions, the Bible went on to say they did not listen to Paul's voice. But they listened to the voice of the experts. But listen to Paul, a man who had no fix from the five senses. Paul says, Paul advised them saying, man, I perceive that, with, that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. Paul, where are you getting this information? I'm perceiving it. It's called spiritual perception. It's called spiritual perception. Now, Paul is talking to men who had fixed on the table. He is talking to a pilot, someone who knew to navigate storms on the sea. He is talking to the owner of the ship. He has been in this business for a longer period of time. 
He's talking to a centurion. Perhaps they were so used to, to move with prisoners from one place to the other. But Paul comes in and he offers the voice of guidance. And he says, I perceive. I perceive that this voyage will, not, will end with disaster. And much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. Paul, where are you getting this information? I perceive. It's called spiritual perception. Verse number 21. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Man, you should have listened to me. <laughs> he's talking to the experts. He's talking to the business people. And he's saying, Man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. So what we are seeing here is that Paul is operating through the gift of knowledge and also the word of wisdom. So what is the word of wisdom? It is the understanding of God's will and the ability to apply truth to everyday situation. In simple words, it is the right application of knowledge. The gift of wisdom, it is the right application of knowledge. You know something even without effects, without the five senses. But you've got this awareness, this immediate awareness that where things are going is not right. But then the word of wisdom comes in because the word of wisdom helps you to apply the knowledge. Wisdom is the right application of knowledge. This is what we are seeing with Paul on this, on this shipwreck. He's got this immediate awareness, word of knowledge. And he is offering the advice that is word of wisdom. He's asking them to apply the right knowledge. But they did not listen to him. So there are times where a decision is going to be need to be made. There are times where a decision has to be made. And God is going to send men and women who operate in the gift of knowledge and also in the gift of wisdom. They are able to know what needs to be done in the given situation. I'm saying all this so that when they present themselves before you, you know you're able to recognize so that you don't miss the voice of guidance. I'm going to move very quickly. Number three, discerning of spirits. Go ahead and type in the comment section. Discerning of spirits. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter number 3, verse number 8 to 10. Acts chapter number 3, verse number 8 to 10. So number one, we said the word of knowledge. Number two, the word of wisdom. And number three, discerning of spirits. Acts chapter number 13, verse number 8. Listen to what the word of God says. But Elimas, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the prophetile from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elimas and said, looked at him straight in his eyes, and this is what Paul said. You are a child of the devil and the enemy of everything that is right. <laughs> oh, that is so straight. You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? 
You are a child of the devil and the enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Acts chapter number 13 verse number 8 to verse number 10. So what we are seeing here, we are seeing Paul operating in the gift of discerning spirits. Now, what do we mean by that? It is the gift of being able to recognize what spirit is inspiring a person to speak. That is, whether that spirit is from God or whether that spirit is an evil spirit or whether it's just you, you just speaking. So, there are people that operate in this gift of discernment. They can tell, they can distinguish the different kinds of spirit at work. This is exactly what we're seeing with Paul. So he comes to this man called Elimas. And, and he, he was able to discern that the spirit that was working through Elimas was an evil spirit. And it is my prayer in the church of God that may God raise in our midst men and women who operate in the gift of discernment. Who are able to know... <laughs> Who are able to recognize what spirit is inspiring a person to speak. What is inspiring a person to sing. What is inspiring a person to do miracles. It is important in the body of Christ. So there are people who operate in that gift. And the times where God is going to send these gifted people along your way. So that you are not, You're not led astray. So that you are not deceived. So remember... The first category of spiritual gifts we're talking about is the revelatory gifts through revelation, making something clear with detail, making something or something clear with detail. In other words, bringing clarity with detail, revelatory gifts. So number one, we spoke of the word of knowledge. Number two, the word of wisdom. And number three, discerning of spirits, discerning of spirits. Let's move over to the utterance gifts. Let's move over to the utterance gifts. Remember, this is the chart that I'm using to navigate the spiritual gifts. So number one, the revelatory gifts. Through the word of wisdom, through the word of knowledge, through the descending of spirits. And now we are moving on to the middle one. The utterance gifts. So number one, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. And also prophecy. So let's move on. Number, number one, under the utterance gifts, there are people that operate through the gift of tongues. Through the gift of tongues. Through the gift of tongues. Now, I'm going to talk of the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues together. They are two different, but they work together. But I'm going just to put them together and explain them in one area. So let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse number 13. X, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter number 14 on verse number 13. The word of God says, For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue should pray that they may interpret what they say. Remember, there's a relationship. For this reason, the one who speaks in a tongue, in other words, one who's operating through the gift of tongues, should pray that they may interpret what they are also saying. Verse number 27, same chapter, verse number 27. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two 
or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. Let one come in and what? Let one come in and interpret. I'll jump back to verse number, uh, I'll, I'll continue to verse number 28. But if there is no one to interpret, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. In other words, if one is going to speak in tongues and no one interprets, interprets in a church gathering, the Bible says, let that person keep quiet. Because they're not speaking to everybody else. They are speaking to, to, they're speaking to themselves and also to God. If I come back to verse number three, it says, But to the one who prophesies, speaks to the people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Glory be to God. So under the utterance gifts. So when we're talking about the utterance gifts, number one, those who operate through the gift of tongues. They are speaking in spiritual utterance. We're talking about spiritual utterance where the language is unknown. The language is unknown. Paul compares this in chapter number 13, verse number one, by saying the, 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 the language of angels. He uses that to refer also to the language of angels, the speaking of tongues. Now, this is different to what we see in Acts chapter number two. This, this speaking of tongues is different to what happened on the day of Pentecost. Because on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, people who came from the diaspora, 17 different languages are mentioned there. They were able to hear what the apostles were saying. But what Paul is referring in this portion of the scripture talking about, he's talking about the tongues that were used in worship. He's talking when their tongues, when we are worshiping and, uh, and you best in unknown tongues. He says when we are doing that in a corporate worship, someone has to interpret. If no one interprets, then pray to God so that there can be an interpretation, interpretation so that God can give you the interpretation to those tongues. Let me simplify it. When we talk of speaking in tongues, the manifestation happens in two ways. There is the interpretation, there is the speaking in tongues as a sign or evidence of the baptism in the spirit. There is the speaking in tongues as the evidence of baptism in the spirit. For that one, you are worshiping God. You are praising God in a known language. That one edifies you. But then there is another form of speaking tongues, which is the gift of tongues. Now, the gift of tongues requires the interpretation. The gift of tongues, the gift of speaking in tongues requires the interpretation. That is the one Paul is talking about. So in other words, we are in a church service. We are not just worshiping God. And maybe there's the moment where they're silent in the house and someone bursts in tongues and everyone is quiet. And you can discern in that moment that God is communicating a word. What now Paul is saying, that person who's operating in the gift of tongues, they ought to be followed, that ought to be followed with the interpretation of those tongues. If no one comes in who's operating in the interpretation of tongues, the Bible says, then pray to God so that he can give you the interpretation. So in other words, God can give you, the Holy Spirit can provide the voice of guidance to you through 
the speaking of tongues. Through the speaking of tongues, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. I'm still in a Pentecostal charismatic church. And I'll give you one example of how this operates. I remember there's a woman back home who, op who operates. She's there. She's a relative of mine. She operates in the gift of tongues. So what would happen if she's got a specific voice for an individual in the church? She would begin to speak in tongues. And she's praying in tongues. Her eyes are closed. And guess what? She will walk from wherever she's seated and be able to navigate while her eyes are closed and walk without bumping on a chair, without bumping on people. She would walk in a very orderly way and go and stand right in front of the person who, whom God is communicating that message to. And she will begin to speak in tongues right in front of the right person whom God is communicating a specific message that is operating in the gift of tongues. She will not go away until God gives the interpretation. And she also operated in the gift of interpreting the tongue. She would, she, she would stand in front of you, speak in tongues, speak in tongues, and then went on, goes on to interpret. So sometimes the Holy Spirit will provide the voice of guidance through tongues and interpretation of tongues. Why are we bringing all this? So that you don't miss the voice of guidance in uncertain times. And the last one is through prophecy. We spoke of this one. We spoke of those who operate through the gift of prophecy. But let me just highlight this. Those who are used by the Holy Spirit through the gift of prophecy. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14.3. But the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their strengthening, for their encouragement, and for their comfort. Now, these are the three benchmarks of prophecy you need to know and understand as a believer. Whenever God provides the voice of guidance through prophecy, I want you to know beyond any shadow of doubt that that prophecy, it should leave you strengthened. It should encourage you or edify you. It should also comfort you. The voice of guidance that comes through prophecy, it should never leave you weak. It should never leave you discouraged. And it should never leave you without comfort, where you need comfort, especially in times of, uh, in times of difficulty. So these are the three benchmarks of prophecy. Anytime God or the Holy Spirit sends someone operating through the gift of prophecy, the prophecy must strengthen you. The prophecy must encourage you. And the prophecy must comfort you. Very, very important. So let me just recap everything. Let me just recap everything. What we are saying to you this morning, I'm almost coming to the close. What we're saying to you is that, the Holy Spirit provides the voice of guidance through spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit will come and provide the voice of guidance through spiritual gifts. Number one, through revelatory gifts. That is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. It is important for you to know so that when the word of knowledge is right before you, you are able to recognize it. The word of knowledge and immediate awareness Effects without the help of the five senses, the word of wisdom, the right application of that knowledge, discerning of spirits, the ability to know the spirit that is at work 
in any given situation, whether that spirit is from God or is from the devil is just, or is just mere human spirit at work. And then the second category is the utterance gifts. In the utterance gifts, we are talking of the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation, uh, interpretation of tongues, and also of prophecy. So this is, this is, this is, this is what I say. The Holy Spirit loves us so much. The Holy Spirit loves you and I so much such that he doesn't want you to walk without the voice of guidance. This is a how much the Holy Spirit loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you so much such that he doesn't want you to operate and to move in life without the voice of guidance. So he's going to come to you and speak to you and provide that voice of guidance in so many different ways. Don't miss his voice. Don't miss his voice. Don't miss his voice. In uncertain times, we need this voice of guidance. During uncertain times, we need this voice of guidance. And it is my prayer for you that in this season, may God grant you the grace to be able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit as we navigate these challenging times. May God grant you this ability to be able to navigate difficult times because you are following the voice of guidance. John 10 verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. May God bless you as you continue to invest in your life, as you continue to invest in discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit in everything that you do. In Jesus' precious name. God bless you. Can I pray for you? Father, I want to thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this time in your word. Lord, as we continue to learn, discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit in our times. Lord, we pray, oh God, that as you speak to us, through the revelatory gifts, help us to know and to recognize the word of knowledge. Help us to recognize the word of wisdom. Help us to recognize, oh God, the descending of spirits. Even in those moments where you choose to speak to us through the gifts of utterance, Lord, help us to recognize the gift of tongues. Help us, oh God, to recognize the gift of interpretation of tongues. And help us, oh God, to also recognize the gift of prophecy. Father, we thank you that through these gifts, we are learning that you love us so much, such that you provide different ways to speak to us, to provide guidance to us, to lead us, to provide that leadership that we need in life. We thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray for your church this afternoon. Lord, pour your grace upon them to grow in discerning your voice. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. To God be all the glory. To God be all the praise, now and forevermore. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And somebody go ahead and say, Amen. And amen. Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.